I'm Sarah. I'm Mo. And I'm Kylie. And you're listening to the Becoming a Bearcat podcast, a series intended for new incoming students and their families at Binghamton University. This is the second season of our series. We will fill in the gaps from the first season and cover topics a new Binghamton Bearcat should know. From campus safety to academic success to everything in between. Stick around for tips and tricks that will help prepare you during your journey of becoming a Bearcat. It is time. The last episode of season two. I can't believe it. Before we get into our last episode's theme, we want to give a shout out to our final intro song guest. The band is called Yard Party and consists of current professional staff and alumni of Binghamton University. The song you just heard is called Dead Heart Revival off of their album In Search of an Exit and is available on Spotify. So go give them a follow on Yard Party Official on Instagram. So today's episode theme is all about moving and what to expect in the first few weeks of our new semester. Last season, we had an episode on the same topic as well, but so much has changed that we wanted to do a new episode on what this specific fall 2022 move-in will look like. So to provide more information on the actual move-in process, Sarah sat down with J.J. Bryce, the Associate Director for Operations and Crisis in the Office of Residential Life, to talk about what move-in days will look like, how you will know when to move in, and everything in between. Let's listen to that now. Okay, I'm here with J.J. Bryce, the Associate Director for Operations and Crisis in the Office of Residential Life. J.J., can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what your role is with the planning and implementation of the move-in process? Sure. I'm the Associate Director for Operations and Crisis here in Residential Life at Binghamton University. Um, I've been here since 2014, and uh, my role with the move-in process is is I'm one of the principal uh, planners for Residential Life side of the house and campus-wide. I serve on the opening day um, move-in committee as well as the chair of the logistics subcommittee of that group. So in terms of building loading and traffic around campus and those sorts of things, um, I'm plugged into all of those groups. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you with us today. Thank you for joining me. So let's start with the general details of move-in. Can you tell us about how the move-in process is set up? 
Sure. So um, interestingly enough, we learned a few things during the COVID years of move-in, and we found that um, students arriving to campus um, worked way better when we were able to spread out that arrival a little bit. So for the first time ever, we have what we'd consider a hybrid of our traditional move-in model, where people go straight to their buildings, and a time slot assignment so that we have you know a certain high watermark of, of students arriving on campus at one time that we know we can manage and give the best possible experience to every person arriving. And so with that, uh, moving is set from Thursday, August 18th to Saturday, August 20th for new students. And then Friday, August 19th to Sunday, August 21st for returning students. And so we kind of split the days for new and returning. And um, in the next two weeks, there'll be information released to all students, guiding them on how to select their time slot for move-in. Um, it is a one-hour time slot, and we'd ask that people try to plan as best they can. We know travel can sometimes kind of go off the rails, but we want people to plan accordingly to arrive during their one-hour window because the whole system is designed to make sure that people arriving um, are not going to overwhelm the resources on campus and, and you know make sure everyone has the best experience. Um, at this time, we do not have any COVID testing component in, in place. Um, we know that that can change. Uh, it changed for January, uh, move in this past semester. And so um, depending on kind of rates and, and things like that, SUNY may, may make a determination that we need to add that. Um, but at this time, the plan is just make sure that students are um, documented with their COVID uh, vaccine unless they're exempt um, through health services. Uh, and that's the, that's the thing just to make sure they, they have in place before they arrive. Great. So I think it would be helpful to just walk through the steps of the move-in process, starting with arriving on campus and checking in. Sure. So as I mentioned, um, trying to hit the assigned time slot that you've selected yourself um, is, is the best practice. And then also entering the campus at the main entry, and that's Bartle Drive right off of 434 Vestal Parkway. Um, we know during move-in, I, I sit in the command center watching all of the different traffic cams. Um, during move-in, occasionally if that and main entry gets backed up, or even if there's just a little bit of traffic there, Waze, Google, or Apple Maps might divert people to a different entry to campus where they're not necessarily, we don't have the, the system in place to, to guide them to their building. Um, the whole system is designed and traffic movement around campus is designed to get you from the main entry to your unloading zone. And so I would you know urge people to, to go to that main entry as their first step. And then they'll simply follow signs and staff um, who will be posted in the roadways to get to the building unloading area and then approach the Res Life check-in tent um, to check in, get keys if you have keys for your area, and so forth. Okay, so you've arrived to campus and you've checked in. What happens next in the process? Sure. So um, this year, part of the, the main plan is that with spreading out move-in, we want to have as much help as, as could ever be needed by the students arriving. And so we're diligently hiring um, welcome crew members right now. If you're listening and are interested to do so, even first-year students can check in a little early and be part of welcome the Be Welcome crew. Um, and so we're hiring those staff to help unload the belongings, make sure that that is expedient and, and as fast and smooth as possible. Um, and so staff and um, student staff, professional staff will meet you, assist with unloading, and help get the belongings up to your room. And then there will be other welcome events and activities that will take place after you've unpacked and settled in. And so keep an eye out on those sorts of calendars and plans. Um, one of the important things is that the unloading process, um, it's, somebody should stay with the car 
um, that you bring or the vehicles if it's multiple vehicles just to make sure that they can get moved out once all of the belongings have been emptied up into the M lots where we make sure that there's plenty of space for parents, families, and, and others to, to park um, so we're not overwhelming the, the loading dock areas or the unloading areas. Great. So something that was implemented in the previous couple of years because of COVID is a limit on guests inside the residence halls. So do you know if there is a limit for this year's move-in process? At this time, there is no limit. Um, students, families, friends, parents can can help them move in um, to the building, see the room, help them set up the room and, and all of that. We're happy to be able to open that up for this year because I know it was something that in previous years um, was frustrating, you know, that parents are, are excited to bring their, their student to campus um, and then we're not able to kind of see the room and help them set it up. So this year we're excited to have people back in our buildings and seeing the, the wonderful you know spaces that we provide. Awesome. Thank you. And one of the common questions we get is if students are allowed to move the furniture in their rooms around or, you know, adjust their bed heights. Can you talk a bit about that? Sure. So students are definitely allowed to rearrange their furniture to their preference. Um, we ask that every piece of furniture the university provides stays in the room. I know sometimes people are like, well, I have my own desk chair. Um, we don't have the capacity to store and track every you know individual person who brings their own chair or mattress or that, that sort of thing. So um, it's often best to find another place in the suite or in the, the room um, where you can kind of stash that if you do bring uh, your own pieces. And then if there are tasks in terms of bed bunking, bed height adjustments um, that the student is uncomfortable or um, unable to, to work with, we certainly want them to reach out to us and not you know try something that, that might hurt them. Um, and so reach out to ResLife staff or um, if there is, uh, there's always facility staff, uh, physical facility staff in the buildings during move-in, um, you can ask one of them for help. And then the other piece is that if it happens after you've unloaded your belongings, there might be a little bit of a backlog because we do, you know, probably about a hundred or more of these types of adjustments on campus in the first few days. And so making sure that you just let someone know um, and are a little bit flexible and patient, we'll get to you very quickly. We, we do turn around those types of requests very fast. It just might not be the same day, same hour that you arrive. So something students need to complete when they arrive is a room condition report. Can you talk about what the room condition report is and why it's important to fill out when you move in? Certainly. The room condition report is um, essentially it's it's sort of a protection for students to say this is what everything looked like when I arrived. This is the condition of the walls. This is what the furniture looked like and everything was in, you know, um, good condition and or, you know, there are things that were, had, were scuffed or scratched. There's opportunities to fill out detailed information for those sorts of things. Um, it actually serves two purposes. One of them is that we in Res Life use the room condition report to kind of assess the condition of all residential spaces that are assigned on campus and fix, replace, and, and maintain them to our high standards. Um, and so we use that data to, to come back and say, hey, this building has a lot of desks that have been noted as, you know, good quality, neutral quality, or poor quality. Um, we want to get them new desks. We want to make sure that everybody has a nice desk. So um, that's one. And then two is that at the end of the year, when we do our kind of damage billing process and check the rooms for, for damage, um, we try, we're, we're definitely not a school that will nickel and dime people for, for small amounts of things. But if something is really broken, we want that to show up on the room condition report so that we can replace it either in semester or know that the student wouldn't be charged for it at the end of the semester when we find it. So is there anything else you think students and families should know about move-in? Um, I think one thing that they should know is that, you know, 
every staff member, every kind of student staff, professional staff, grad I've talked to is super excited to have people back on campus in the fall and to have a lot more of the things that we know our residential campus does really well uh, in place, kind of moving past. And I know we're still dealing with a little bit of COVID, but kind of moving past that and getting back to kind of building community. And so we're excited to to have you um it's a big process. I mean, we have 7,300 beds on campus and we move all of those people in. So, um, over the course of just a few days, so please be patient, um, and let people know if there are needs that that we need to meet and we'll do our best to serve them. Great. Well, thank you for talking with me, JJ. I think that's everything regarding move-in. I know that was a lot of information, so please visit the Residential Life website to get those details and read through it for yourself. And students, you will also receive email communication regarding move-in, so do check your Binghamton University emails for that. Thank you again to JJ for sharing that important information with us, and hopefully that put some minds at ease and answered a lot of the questions that you may have had. So Kylie and Mo, I actually want to turn it over to you both since we are on the topic of move-in. I'd love to hear your personal experiences with move-in and also what you recommend students pack. In my first semester, I lived in Dickinson and I actually moved in a couple days after move-in day just because I'm from out of state and I had to quarantine for 15 days. So I did the entire process by myself with the help of the moving cards provided by the residential communities. And it actually went well. Um, and I just imagine if I did get help from the RAs and the volunteers, it would have went way smoother than it actually did. Um, and also the fact that I used the packing list provided by the university's website, I didn't have to carry so much. I just packed everything they said I would need and I did need them. So I didn't have extra things to carry all by myself. And um, I had a positive experience overall, even when I did live in Hinman, which is another community on campus, it was the same positive experience. So just expect a positive experience regardless of where you live on campus. Yeah, so I had similar experiences. Well, I lived in Dickinson my two years at Binghamton uh, on campus as well. And although one year was before COVID and one was during, I felt supported throughout both processes. There were so many staff members as well as student volunteers who helped us move those big green carts that you'll see very soon, as Mo mentioned, into my building. Um, I've never had so many people hold the door open for me, <laughs> which was very chivalrous, I guess. Um, in terms of packing what I brought, I'm incredibly neurotic. So I will say I packed a lot more than I needed to, which was not to my benefit. Again, those green carts were very large and I had a lot of things coming out the top. So um, so for new students and families who are thinking about what to bring to Bing, just make sure that you're kind of thinking ahead in terms of when you'll be moving out of your first year at Binghamton and just kind of reevaluate what you want to bring and what's going to fit in your car. Thank you both for sharing your personal experiences and advice. So after move-in, students are on campus for a couple of days before classes start, and there is also a lot going on in the first few weeks of the semester. I sat down with Pete Nardone, the director of the University Union, who is chairing this year's Be Welcome Committee. Be Welcome begins on the first move-in day and extends for the first couple of weeks of the fall semester. There is a lot of great opportunities for connection and involvement for new students to take advantage of. So let's let Pete tell us more. Okay, I'm here with Pete Nardone, the director of the union and head of the Be Welcome planning committee. 
Pete, can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what your role is with the planning and implementation of Be Welcome Week? Absolutely, Sarah. Hello, Bearcats. As Sarah mentioned, my name is Pete Nardone, and I am the director of the union here at Binghamton University. To give a little history about my professional career, I'll be completing my 15th year working at Binghamton University on August the 1st. I'm also a two-time alum, getting my BA in psychology from the Harper College of Arts and Sciences and my Master of Social Work from the College of Community and Public Affairs. Prior to my position as director of the student union, I have worked in both residential life and housing and new student programs, supporting a wide range of university efforts, initiatives to support our students and Binghamton University community. One of my passions is connecting and engaging with our students, and I can't find a better way than to help lead the Be Welcome initiative at our amazing university. What is Be Welcome, you might ask? It celebrates the beginning of the academic year with a variety of activities, events, programs that welcome first year transfer and returning students to campus. In terms of planning and the implementation, I do lead a committee on campus to capture all of the Binghamton University happenings that do occur during the Be Welcome period work on marketing endeavors to help promote the Be Welcome with the committee, and explore ways to engage our students through new departmental efforts and programming initiatives. The Be Welcome carries out a wide range of faculty, staff, departments, and student organization support. Awesome. Thanks, Pete. So let's start with the general details of Be Welcome. Can you tell us about when Be Welcome is and why we have it? Absolutely. Be Welcome kicks off when our international students arrive on campus beginning August the 16th and will run through the first full weekend after classes begin, so Sunday the 28th of August. Be Welcome first started off as Welcome Weekend and then grew to Welcome Week, and it has since grown to the Be Welcome brand as it extends well beyond the move-in day period. The purpose of Be Welcome is to help support our students, both new and returning, as I mentioned, to better help acclimate them to the campus when they arrive through resources, programming, and engagement. This includes university faculty, staff departments, our student organizations, partnering together to engage our student body in so many ways uh, through programming, both on the large scale and the small scale, workshops, tours, and other engaging activities to kick off the semester. So how can students learn about Be Welcome events? First and foremost, we have a comprehensive Be Welcome website off of the Campus Activities webpage. On that website, students can find out about all of the offerings through the entire week. Students can even add those programs and activities right to their Google calendars. Second, all Be Welcome information will be made available through Be Engaged. All Be Welcome events will be tagged so students can see all of the happenings, which includes the dates, times, locations, titles, and descriptions of everything. In addition, there will be marketing all over campus, even before the first move-in day, including welcoming banners, posters around the residential communities, um, the student union, as well as digital marketing pieces throughout the entire campus. All students will also get access to the Be Welcome calendar prior to move-in via the targeted emails, which will be sent out, so be on the lookout. So one of the major events that we have that wraps up Be Welcome Week is UFest. Can you talk about what that is? University Fest, or UFest, as it's widely known, is a large university-wide event which is held during Be Welcome. And it's truly an amazing experience where university departments and the Student Association, also known as the SA, come together to provide countless tabling opportunities for all of our student organizations to be present in front of our student body. There's truly something for everyone as students learn about the many clubs and organizations the campus and the Student Association has to offer. In addition, there'll be lots of rides, plenty of food and other activities to participate in. This year, University Fest will be held on Saturday, August 27th, so don't miss out. Great. And is there anything else you'd like new students and their families to know about? 
You know, I would say in closing, you know, our Be Welcome offers something for everyone. As a new student to the university, I would encourage you to check out our calendar regularly throughout the summer to see what events are occurring. They will be added on a rolling basis, so be sure to check out the offerings on Be Engaged website and while searching for the Be Welcome hashtag. In your orientation packets this summer, you'll also find a quarter sheet handout with a QR code to the website, and I encourage you to access that right away to keep up to date on all of the information provided. For families, we even have a hospitality center for each of our four move-in days as well. And don't forget, the events are over a two-week period. So if you arrive on that very first day, there will be something new and exciting each and every day. So just stay on the lookout as we um, have our websites, our calendars, and all of our marketing pieces available. The information is always being updated on a day-to-day basis. And with that, you know, I wish everyone an amazing orientation, a fantastic summer, and we'll see you in August. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. And we will link the Be Welcome website in the description of this episode, so be sure to check it out. Thank you again to Pete. We definitely recommend students take advantage of the many opportunities there will be on campus to make friends, learn new things, and really just, you know, start finding their place here at Binghamton. So our final interview for this episode is with Betsy Staff, who is the Director for New Student Programs. She will be talking about the Common Read, which is a program just for new students. So let's hear that interview now. So I am here with Betsy Staff, the Director for New Student Programs, and she is also a committee member for the Common Read Experience. Thanks for joining me today, Betsy. So can you introduce yourself to the listeners and talk a little bit more about your role in the Common Read Committee? Thanks for having me, Sarah. So I'm the Director for New Student Programs and the Director of Parent and Family Programs. I've been a part of the Common Read Experience Committee for the last two cycles and have led the charge on our broader engagement committee where we explore ways to further engage new students with the Common Read Beyond Be Welcome. So let's start with the basics. What is the Common Read and why do we have it for new students? The Common Read experience is in its third year as a new student welcome program, and we're very excited to bring it back yet again to share with students. The program helps students gain new perspectives on the most important issues of today, learn how to engage in constructive dialogue and debate, and acclimate to the intellectual life of a premier university. The Common Read also enables students to build connections to our campus community through talks and programming over the summer and participate in activities and events throughout the fall. This year's chosen book is Weapons of Math Destruction by Kathy O'Neill. In this book, the author, who is a data scientist, explores how the algorithms that regulate our lives in ever-increasing ways are often flawed and discriminatory. The university's book selection committee reviewed many potential books, but selected this one because of its timely and engaging nature. We hope that students will enjoy it as much as we have. Awesome. So how can new students receive the book? Students should have already received their copies of the book to their home address so they can begin reading it in preparation for their arrival this fall. If students haven't yet received their books, they can submit a request on the Common Read Experience website under Submit a Question. And how do students find out about Common Read events during Be Welcome? As part of the new student move-in and welcome program, Students will be taking part in tent talks hosted by collegiate professors in the residential communities. A calendar of events can be found on the Be Welcome webpages. Great, definitely a lot of opportunities to engage. So is there anything else you'd like new students and their families to know about? 
Students can continue to engage in dialogue around the Common Read book through their Writing 111 and Univ 101 courses in the fall semester. There will also be opportunities to hear from faculty within our Data Sciences Department through data salons and lecture series. I just want to thank you so much for having me talk about the Common Read experience. We sincerely hope that students choose to participate in the program and take the opportunity to engage with our amazing faculty. Great, thank you again, Betsy. And be sure to check out the Common Read website for more information about the selected book. Thank you again to Betsy, and as she stated, if your student did not receive a copy of their book yet, they should go to the Common Read page on the Binghamton University website and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page to the Submit a Question portion to let administrators know. So as we wrap up this episode, Kylie and Mo, do you have any final thoughts or advice that you would like to share with new students and their families? Sure. So I think the first thing overall to say that I wish someone had told me is that it is okay to be nervous. Um, I don't know if this is quite embarrassing um, for you all listening as it is for me, but I remember the night before I came to Binghamton in 2019, I was shaking like a leaf, like my teeth were chattering. I was shaking <laughs> so badly, which is sweet, but I was very nervous. You know, you don't really know what to expect, I think, especially during COVID. I mean, again, this was pre-COVID, but with COVID, there's so many unknown things in just a world that we're not really sure of. So I think if you are nervous, regardless of what it is you're nervous about, it will go better than expected. Just take a deep breath, talk to your support systems and embrace what happens. That's how I feel about it. Um, in terms of when you get to Binghamton, I hope, and of course it will happen, you're always, we'll give you these resources and help you out kind of finding your involvement on campus. But I really recommend seeking out hobbies and interests that you had prior to coming to Binghamton that you didn't have access to beforehand. Again, everything I've been involved with on campus, whether it was the speaking center or student run theater, I never had access to in high school or before that. So I think Binghamton has so much to do that you just have to go out and look for it. And I think utilizing the resources like your RA, friends you meet, your roommate, um, orientation advisors, anybody under the sun, they will tell you these things. And if you utilize them and ask those questions, you'll do just fine and talk to people. <laughs> Please talk to people. Don't be afraid to go up to them. Just remember how nervous I was and you'll be a lot better off than I was. So you got this. Um, for me, I would say something that I regret not doing in my first year was just going to all the events held by the university and also the residential communities and clubs. Just because I was also nervous like Kylie, I just, I don't know, it was, it was new. Everything was new. I was really nervous and I didn't want to like leave my room, but definitely do that. Leave your room, go to the events, go to, um, U-Fest, just go to everything that the campus has to offer and also, something that I also didn't do was get involved with clubs um, early. It's like, it's worth it. You're going to like regret not doing it earlier. And you can always just like drop the club if you try it and it's not for you. So definitely like try and then see if it's for you. Um, and also, don't be afraid to try new things and speak to new people. I was definitely, definitely <laughs> afraid to try new things. But when I did do it, it was very beneficial and I found my place on campus. Thank you both. All right. Well, that concludes our final episode of season two of Becoming a Bearcat. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope it was helpful to you as you prepare for this new journey. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. The world is changing pretty rapidly right now. New people, new places, new memories, new faces. You might have questions, but they'll get answered somehow. Come on, don't 
happy Friday. I hope you're excited. We come prepare to stop the next chapter in your life. Become a bear cat and get high by wearing a green and white. Find your passion and some lifelong friends. Make best to your new home. Just listen up and wait.